Welcome to the weekly message from Rayma Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rayma.org.au forward slash media. So this series is called Where is the Power? You'll understand why that it actually works perfectly for Easter uh, uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So let's open up with this scripture, Psalm chapter 62 and verse 11. It says, God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. So if we um, isolated this verse, which is, it's not wise to isolate any verse in the Bible. It's good to, get, uh, to let them all work together. But if we would isolate that verse, we could think that power belongs only to God and then we can have the question well you know do you give any of that power out and so today we're going to be looking at that and it's kind of like an electrician we we had uh, we had a number of sparkies help us uh, get this building ready okay and when these uh, sparkies came the first thing you do is you locate where the main power source is coming into the building now this building's a little bigger so we have a couple boxes we have a box over here we have a box on that side you know and that's where all the the main cable goes to that box and then out of that box there's other cables uh, you know and not as big but there are other cables and they go and so we got cables that are powering all the lights you know they 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 take the power from the main source and it gets distributed to all the other places and so that's one of the first things that an electrician does is or sparky is to find that source and then make sure that the other cables are going to where they need to go well it's kind of like god he's the main power source okay but then there's these other cables that are coming out from god okay and so what about these cables all right so what 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 are these you know cables coming out where, where are they going okay where's the cables going you know and what is the power in those cables designed to do and then how do we participate with that power so we're going to be talking about that in this series so this isn't about today but this is our roadmap for the series so we invite you to come every sunday to hear this we're going to talk about resurrection power today so you understand why this series fits with this great day easter uh, sunday but then we're going to talk about gospel power forgiveness power anointing power love power word power and joy power that's our roadmap and then at the end of this series we have a string of guest ministers coming in so uh, we have mark and trina hankins on the 24th and then i think on the 31st we have jerry savell if you know who these are and then on April, uh, june the 7th we have pastor and lynette hagan uh, and actually that wasn't really by design we had mark and trina scheduled but we got a call from jerry savell's office and they said would you have them and i think well you don't turn down people of that caliber so i said yes <laughs> And then it's funny that, you know, the Hagans, and if you're a guest with us, you might not know any of these people, but they're established ministries that have been around for a long time. And they said, Could you, would you have us on June the 7th? And I thought, well, you're like, you're like our, uh, you know, bosses. How could we ever say no to you? You know, we'll, we'll move 
we'll move uh, mountains to have you, you know, whatever we need to do to have you. So they'll be here on June the 7th. So this will run all the way till when uh, we have this string of guest ministers three weeks in a row. Okay, so today we're going to talk about resurrection power, and we want to start in John chapter 11 and verse 25, and it says, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. So Jesus made the statement, and even though he made the statement in front of a few people on his resurrection day, it's very interesting to see when John and Peter and Mary came, they all had different thoughts. So here's, here's what happened. Mary came, and she thought his body was stolen. Uh, Peter, he came, and based upon, you wonder if he had any understanding at all what happened. And then John, he's the only one that believed that Jesus was risen. So even based upon that, it's very possible that people can have different ideas about the resurrection of Jesus. So that's why we want to look into this. So here, this is our roadmap for this morning. It's, it's real simple. Our roadmap is what does resurrection mean? Only one resurrection resurrected, the immense power that raised Jesus, and then resurrection power works in us. So we're going to look at those four things. So without, let's get into it. So here's the first one. What does resurrection mean? Okay, so here's what it means. It means to rise again, especially the rising again from the dead, the the resumption of life by the dead. So this is what happened, and uh, really uh, Jesus uh, was dead, and he rose. But, but here, here's the thing about Jesus. You know, of course, Jesus is the head of the church, and if there is a big movement, it is Christianity. Now, here's what's different. You know, we have records of people praying for other people that died, and they were raised from the dead, but they weren't in a grave for three days. Like, there's many records, and, and God used many people to go uh, raise somebody from the dead when they died in the hospital, or, or, or even, you know, there was a funeral going on when Jesus walked on the earth, and he raised somebody from the dead uh, during a funeral. And, and uh, you know, that still goes on today. But what's very unique and different with Jesus is he died, and he was in a tomb for three days. And there wasn't any man or woman that went to the tomb and rolled away the stone and laid hands on him and prayed for him. It was the God that created the whole universe that raised Jesus from the dead. So when we talk about resurrection, we're talking about something that was dead that was resurrected and brought back to life. So that's what resurrection means, okay? Then let's look at the next thing we were going to look at today. Uh, only one was resurrected, all right? And so... You know, if, if you're a Christian today, and we're all in this room today, there isn't any other religion in the world that has a resurrection, okay? Uh, we, we are the only ones because God raised Jesus from the dead, and so uh, we're very unique in that way. And here's, here's a few thoughts. Without resurrection, we would still be sinners. If there wasn't a resurrection, none of us... Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be sitting in this room together because we'd still all be sinners. Uh, th there, would, there wouldn't be anything worth preaching. What would you preach without a resurrection? What would there be to say without Jesus being resurrected? Uh, without a resurrection, we would be hopeless. All of us would be hopeless if there wasn't a resurrection. So uh, thank God that there was a resurrection. 
And here's something. I was just talking to one of the church guys uh, yesterday. I was uh, one of the guys in the church was telling me that he was witnessing to another uh, a religious group, uh, and they didn't really have Jesus as their Lord. And he asked them. He said, "Well, what do you do to get out from under the burden of sin? How do you get released from your sins?" And they had they didn't know what to say. Like, what are you talking about? You mean it's actually possible? to get released from your sins, to be relieved of that burden, they, they, they didn't ever hear anything like that. We're, thank God, we're the only ones that have that. So, um, so here's another thought too. Resurrection is more than just theology. Look at this scripture, John chapter 11 and verse 25. It says, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection in, and the life. So we could almost say this, the resurrection is a person. Jesus is the resurrection. He is the resurrection. So I was meditating on that, and and this statement just came into my heart. It's this, only Christianity offers life because Jesus was the only one raised from the dead. Very simple, and we see that in the Bible. But the only place to get life from in this world is through Jesus. Jesus himself said, he said, I am the way and I am the truth, and I am the life, and anybody that wants to go to the God of all gods, the creator of heaven and earth, I'm the only way to get there. You've got to go through me, okay? So, uh, so he is that way. Now, here's, look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 13. It says, for if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. See, there... If Jesus wasn't raised, there would not be any resurrection. Then look at this scripture. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. That man is Jesus. So I was just meditating and uh, thinking about that scripture, and this statement came into my heart, and it's this. The man Adam initiated death, and the man Jesus initiated life. Okay, so because uh, Adam did not obey God, and he and Eve, Adam and Eve, they ate of that forbidden fruit, and the Bible says when that happened, sin came into the world. And then it says once sin came into the world, death came. And then because of death, death began to work in the world. And thou the collateral damage of death working is sickness and disease came. Do you understand if Adam and Eve uh, never sinned, we would never have sickness? As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that the whole world is groaning and travailing, and they're waiting, the whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And what does that mean? Well, this one man, Jesus, that initiated life, Uh, not only will he save us now, but there's going to come a day that we have a flesh and blood body, but there's going to be a day that we have a flesh and bone body because in the next resurrection, we're going to get new bodies. But not only that, the Bible even says that there is going to be a new earth someday. And so that's why, and and I say this with all respect, not to offend anybody, but I don't use a lot of time with the whole thing about Mother Earth and what's green and whatever that is, because I know that it doesn't matter really 
how this, the condition of this earth, it's coming very soon, the day that there's going to be a new earth. So I don't have to use any of my time worrying about Mother Earth because the earth is not my mother. I just know that God is my Father and Jesus saved me. Aren't you happy about that? So we don't have to use our time and energy doing that. What we want to do is use our time and energy letting people know that Jesus died for them so we could get to the Father God Okay, so, so when you think about it, Jesus, what he initiated, the beginning and the end of it. So we're enjoying the beginning now. When we confess him as our Lord, we have life. But then it goes on that then we're going to have a new body, and then we're going to have eternal life forever. But then it even goes on, and there's whole earth. We're going to have a new earth. He initiated. He did something to repair all the death that came in when Adam did what he did. Okay? So let's, with that in mind, let's talk about this, the immense power that raised Jesus from the dead. And this is really what we wanted to get to today and spend a little more time on this, but th- this immense power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, just real quickly before we get into that, I know we just had Good Friday, and Good Friday symbolizes the death of Jesus. This is the day that symbolizes that he rose. But just to not, to, to not like forget about the other part, Here's something that we want to consider, uh, and that's this, that Calvary expressed the love of God. The resurrection demonstrates the power of God. So God loved us so much that he gave his son, and that's expressing his love. But when he raised his son, that, ex- that demonstrates his power. The resurrection is a, a demonstration of the immense power of God. So uh, with that in mind, let's talk about this immense power. So... Think about some miracles, all right? So uh, if if you haven't heard some of these things uh, and you haven't frequented church, uh, you may have different thoughts, but I believe in the creation and I believe God created man. So I did not, I'm not a descendant of a monkey. If you want to be that, that's your choice. But I know that I was created in the image of God, okay? So I believe in creation, okay? And then... Then let's talk about the deliverance of Israel from Egypt, okay? That was, uh, God delivered a whole nation from another nation, and that nation had them in bondage. That included 10 plagues. He parted the Red Sea. Those are miracles. A lot of power there. Uh, then, you know, other things like in the, in the Old Testament, a donkey spoke in the Old Testament, and that's, that always helped me because I knew if he could speak through a donkey, he could speak through me. You know, and, uh, and then we know that Jesus walked on the water, okay? We know that he raised Lazarus from the dead. We know that he fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and fishes, and many more miracles are recorded. But here's what we want to talk about. It took power to do all those miracles, but let's talk about now the greatest display of God's power. And here's the greatest display of God's power. And why would I say there's something greater than that? I'm saying there's something greater than all those miracles based upon what the Bible says in these scriptures. So look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19. It says, and what is the incomparable greatness of his power? I should underline that, that statement. See that, the incomparable greatness of his power. It's hard to compare that power uh, toward us who believe as displayed 
in the exercise of his immense strength. You don't find words like that anywhere else in the Bible. Then look at the next verse. This power, that power that he exercised in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. So that is why that I'm saying, based upon what the Bible says, the greatest display of God's power that ever happened is when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand, okay? So if we think about that then, here's, here's, here's some further thoughts. Look at this. The standard of God's power in the Old Testament was the deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt. And you see that. Like, just a, look, there's three things the Bible talks about more consistently. Creation, you see that in the book of Psalms, but also in the book of Psalms you see that it's talking about the deliverance of Israel from Egypt and then the resurrection. So there's three, and, and all the, there's a lot of other power and things that happen, but those are three main things the Bible talks about that you see reoccurring themes. So the standard for the Old Testament of God's power was when he, the Old Testament, um, the standard uh, was when he delivered Israel out of Egypt. That's the standard of power, all right? But now, let's compare that, the New Testament. The, New Test the standard of God's power in the New Testament is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the standard of power for what we call the New Testament, all right? So with that, this is what we really want to get to today because this is so important. If you think about what is relevant to your life so you know you want to come to church and you want to take something that you can apply in your life and what's relevant to your life okay because there's a lot of maybe groups that acknowledge easter sunday but did god do all of that for nothing and is there anything in that that we can take as christians and make it and use it for our life okay so this is what we want to get to. This is very important, and that's this. The power that works in us, okay? Now, if, if you're with us today and, and Jesus isn't your Lord, maybe that seems like what power's working in me. But we want to let you know today how you can get that power working in you. There's a way to get God in you so that power can work in you. And all of us in this room that are Christians, we understand that that power is working in us. So I have a friend, and he liked to exercise. So this happened, it's hard to believe how fast time goes, but nearly 30 years ago, my friend got up early on, on Easter Sunday, and he was going to go exercise. So he's stretching and doing all that stuff to get himself ready to go for his morning jog before he went to church on Easter Sunday. So... You know, and he wasn't very old in the Lord, so he threw his hands up. When he got outside and breathed in the fresh air, he threw his hands up and said, Happy birthday, Jesus, on your, on your resurrection Sunday. And he said a strong voice came back to him. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and says, Happy birthday to you on your resurrection Sunday. And he was just kind of shocked. And he thought, well, because he grew up he grew up in a denominational church and it was more about celebrating Easter as a holiday. 
But now all of a sudden, a living God speaks to him by his spirit, and a living God starts making it relevant to him, happy birthday to you on your resurrection. You see, because God, God did things for us. You know, and he wants these things to help us in our lives. So it was like new to him. Wow, like my resurrection? I, thought, I mean, I thought I was going to celebrate your resurrection. But it's like the Lord spoke to him and said, no, happy birthday to you. So I was just meditating on that uh, yesterday, and this came, this came into my heart here. Jesus died and was raised from the dead for us. Now, this, he would want us to celebrate our resurrection equally as much as his. So isn't that kind of a different thought that we're here at church, but we're, he wants us to celebrate our resurrection as much as we would celebrate his resurrection, okay? So look at these scriptures, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Uh, it says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So you can see the compare. Like, there's a lot of scriptures that when, when it talks about Jesus being raised from the dead, it also talks about us. And you can even see that it's equal because it, God did all of this for us, okay? So notice that Christ was raised from the dead. Through, and here's, a, here's something we want to uh, highlight here through the glory of the Father. He was raised from the dead. How, how did that happen? Through the glory of the Father. So God's glory went into hell and made Jesus alive and pulled Jesus out of hell. See, God himself was not afraid to go into hell. God is love and, and God is glory and everything that God is. God went into hell and hell could not dirty God. Hell could not do anything to God. You know, you know, and here's the thing. When you're full of God, this world can't do anything to you. We, and and uh, so, like, look at this next verse, Romans 8 and verse 11. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now, what raised Jesus from the dead? The glory of God went into hell and brought Jesus out. That glory, which is also known as the Spirit of God that raised Jesus out of hell, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal body, your fleshly body, by his same Spirit living within you. And so here's what we can say. Uh, this, this came into my heart. The resurrection life of Jesus quickens or make a, makes alive our mortal bodies. And that really was, that's what the scripture says. That resurrection life. So as much as like he was resurrected and it's Easter Sunday, we are resurrected. And that same life is in our mortal bodies. Okay, so one last scripture and look at, we'll, we'll have a few more, but one last scripture as far as what we're teaching on today. And that's Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Look at this. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And notice the word according to his power, according to his power that works within us. I got thinking about that and I thought, well, first of all, like, know this. 
whatever you can even imagine or whatever you have up here that you would ask he wants to do more than that in your life so if you're thinking oh that would be nice god is saying oh i know that'll be but i want to do more for you than that he wants to do more than what we could come up with for our lives but then it says it's according to his power that works in it and i got meditating on that and i thought whoa this came into my heart and it's this the God we talk to is in us and is able to do more than we ask or think in our lives. But you know the part that really hit me? Like who else other than Christians can say that our God and the God that we pray to and the God that we talk to, he's actually on the inside of us. Oh, thank God. No one else has that. The God that you pray to, if you're a Christian, the God that you pray to and the God that you talk to, he's on the inside of you. So even with that in mind, let's just say this. If you're a Christian, this is, applies to you today, but, but say this with me uh, as we're getting ready to close up today. Say, say uh, this uh, from your heart. You can even close your eyes if you want to. Uh, but let's say this before Christ I was dead in Christ I am alive the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me I have resurrection power working in me the life-giving properties of God's spirit gives life to my body Healing is working in me. I'm healed by the power in me. Holiness is in me. Purity is in me. Holiness and purity are working in me. I am empowered with holiness. Thank you, Father, for your plan to resurrect me and put your life in me. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story that you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at churchatrama.org.au. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.